Jesus' name, amen. Let's get into this word. We're going to talk about finding purpose. Uh, of course, we've been talking about supernatural restoration and the true start. And of course, this restoration is restoring us to God's purpose and design. And, you know, it, you know, as I was meditating on this, like, like, I get it. It seems like it's taken too long. You know what I'm saying? It seems like uh, uh, when is it going to happen? So this is, this is what's, what's happening. God spoke some things out and he's been speaking some things out and people participated. But some of us like God speaks things in that moment we agree to what God is saying. We make the necessarily adjustment, but we panic in the wilderness stage. You know, just like, you know, so when, you know, when you're shifting from what you were doing out and, and uh, trying to harmonize what God's doing, that first shift is you coming out of bondage. The next thing that's going to happen is a level of a wilderness or silence, or you may call it born, but that's your opportunity to, uh, to recalibrate yourself or to, the children of Israel went into the wilderness not as a punishment, but to get out the, see, the, they were in a place of bondage, but then, when they got released from the bondage, they would sit in the wilderness to get the bondage out of their system. You know, because we have defaults. Some of us right now watching now and some of us even sitting here now, like the challenge is not that we don't believe. The challenge is we haven't been able to change our default. And so when we get bored, we go right back and doing the same thing without even thinking about it. Now, we're going we're gonna to get into this when we talk about uh, renewing the mind, which is I think the... I think it's the next Sunday teaching. I don't think, no, it's going to be Sunday. It ain't going to be Wednesday. So, but we'll realize, you know, and it's, it's like you look up and you find yourself doing the same thing in the same place over and over again. And you told yourself, I'm not doing this no more. Right? But you're doing the same thing. And then now the challenge is not that you're doing the same thing. And the challenge is not just recognizing it. The challenge is your response to recognition is an excuse to keep you into doing, no, I'm doing it different this time. Are you, really? Are you for real? Are we doing it different this time? And so, so, so this is an old, old, old story. I've told it here before, but I learned it. I've sh I shared it in corrections. And uh, you know the three-button story, right? So you got the red button, the blue button, the green button. So you climb up the ladder, you push the blue button, and you fall into a trap door. So you said, man, you know, I fell into a trap door, so I made the wrong decision. So this is what I'm going to do. When I climb up, on the, uh, climb up the ladder this time, I'm going to push the right side of the blue button. So you push the right side of the blue button, same thing happened. You climb up the next time, so you know what? I'm going to push the left side of the blue button. That's, that I got it now. I just pushed the wrong side. You know, you keep pushing all different sides of the button. It ain't the size of the button. It's the wrong button, right? And so doing the same thing a different way, you're still going to end up falling right back into the trap door. Somebody needed to hear that because... Uh, it's dangerous. I shared this with one of the, the growing young ladies at the church that operates, uh, you know, as a, a daughter in ministry. And, and, and I, you know, as a parent, you know, like I watch out with y'all kids. You, sh you show, you know, okay, every time you get straight A's, the next semester or the next cycle, I don't know what they do now, uh, you, you get bad grades. Because you get overconfident with the straight A's, right? Or, you know, while, this, while you're in the season, 
you're focused on exercise. But I know as soon as the season's over, you get lazy. Now you're going to find yourself again when it's the season come up, you ain't ready. Right? You know how you tell your kids that? Or as they get older, it seems like while you on your grind and climb to achieve it, you do well. But as soon as you get what you achieved, all of a sudden you, you forgot the guy that got you there. You, 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 you tell, telling the kids that, right? <laughs> See, I slipped that in. All right. All right. And so, 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 so this particular person, I said, hey, when you participate in a certain, you know, when they watch this video, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll confirm it. And I said, you notice when you do something ministry-wise and, 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 uh, and you're achieving something, you're locked in. I said, but you ever notice something right after that? It's almost like you was, wasn't even living for God. And they was like, wow. I said, so this time, so I talked to them before, ahead of time. I said, so this time, get out ahead of it and stay locked in. Like, like press at a whole nother level after the success, right? They said Tiger Woods would get up 5.30 in the morning after he won the Masters. Like, as opposed to, I just won the Masters. I'm chilling. I don't need to hit another golf ball for another couple months, right? I was talking to some um, athletes uh, at the barbershop, and the two young men were talking about they were taking a break from school, right? You know, before they go to college, taking a break. You know, so, so this whole year they're taking a break. So I said, you just said you played football, right? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, was you good? Yeah. I said, that's weird. Who takes a break and they're good? I said, okay, so now what's the issue? Because there's a reason why you're not in school. Because if you was good, somebody offered you a scholarship and you're going, no, 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 I'm taking a break right now. So are you taking a break by choice? <laughs> well, you don't have a choice. Well, my grades was bad. So I said, well, it's not over. There's just other things you can do. I said, you guys have it a lot easier. There's plenty of things you can do to get in school. And I said, if you want, I can help you. I said, I know all types of people that can help you get into school. I said, so then I said, you know, I asked them about film, stuff like that. I said, guess what? Now, here's my number. Guess what? It's on you now. I said, I'm not even, I'm not even stressed. I, I don't even, I'm not going to follow up with you. I ain't going to call you. Because guess what? You got to want it. Right? Now, I said that about those guys because some of us have been taking a break from God. Right? Some of us have been chilling, you know, just taking a break. You know, you know, you know, James, sometimes we take a break. And it's not like an a obvious break, but you know it's a break. Lou just talked about doing more, right? Right? So it's like we know we could do more. And, but we, as a matter of fact, you said that way back in the day, right? Remember at the, uh, the Ayers Life Conference in Ohio? Right? He came up. He said, you know, sometimes you take a break. You take a break from God. And actually, it's the first time I heard it that way. So I talked to him later about it. But he was like, you know, and the next thing you know, you're, you're not even with God. Because taking a break in life, you never take a break from God. That's like taking a break from breathing. Do you go, I'm taking a break right now. I'm not going to breathe for the next couple months. You know, no, you don't do that, right? So you, you don't want to take a break from God. Now, how does this all line up with finding purpose? Because some of us are, uh, some of us can't see purpose, right? Uh, some of us don't want to see purpose. We'll get into that. You know, some people don't want to know. You know, because like you, you, ever, you ever hear the, the, 
you know, just the life of, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm just, you know, God, trying, I'm running from God. The interesting thing is God is so big. If I was over here, right? So, James, I'm over here, right? So, I say I'm running from God. So, I'm going to run over there. So, is God behind me trying to catch me? No, God's over here too. <laughs> and I run over there. He's over there. He's over there. How, you, how do you run from God? What is that? You know, and then they're like, you know, God, man, almost like God's catching me. Once God catches me, I'm going to do what he says. And you're 40. And then you're 45 and you're 50. Still not doing what God says. Then the thing is you allow distractions. And so what we're going to discover through finding purpose is we're going to find what to lock into. Stay locked into it regardless of what comes out of you, at you. Because this is the thing. And I learned this ages ago. I mean, I used to teach youth and, and, and stuff like that. I used to tell them, I say, okay, you have, you have purpose decisions and you have opportunity decisions. A lot of us, we, we respond to the opportunity decisions despite purpose. Because most of your opportunity decisions, you can get some tangible results. You know, it's just like, you know, if I go, you know, if I go, you know, toe, knee, elbow, reaching the net, right? When it goes in, I feel something at the time, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? So, so sometimes opportunities are like that. You, you can get some tangible results now. It's like in our culture, uh, I heard a, a, a sportscaster say this, is, you know, they done messed up basketball now because now uh, all you got to do is put out a video. He said, well, when I was younger, um, it's a, uh, looking at his face, uh, to come to me. Uh, his father's a coach, huh? Austin Rivers, thank you. So, so he said, he says, when I was coming up, you could only get film, like, if you were good. Like, like somebody would give you highlights, you know. They would create something for you because you're good. He said, now everybody can do it. Right? He said, so that's messing up because now... You're not good, but you can pull out when you dunked or when you made a move on some sorry people, right? And, and, and now you almost, you get likes, right? And you get a bunch of likes and you say, because of the likes, I've arrived. Even though it, you're not fulfilled, you just got likes. So likes are making you comfortable at the stage that you're at as opposed to if you didn't get all the likes. You know, I told my son, I said, man, stop posting my, my grandson's uh, uh, dunking and all that stuff. I said, because that, that's not necessarily going to translate to what's going on in the game. I said, that's not helping him. And he got a lot of likes. You know, you know, I had his age, you know, he's a sophomore. You know, he got a lot of likes. But, but with all due respect, I know this is on video, I'm not impressed about that. Like, like, like that. That doesn't. I, listen, I can tell you. I can show you a lot of people that can dunk, a lot of people that can shoot. They ain't making no money. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so, so. In this culture, uh, there's one person was trying to be a recording artist, and they get you, you get on this particular app, and it's about you know likes, this, that, and the other. So the person, I mean, tremendous. Yeah. So, so for them, I'm arrived as a, a re, as a recording artist because I got thousands of people liking me. No contract, no money. And they were walking around as if they actually was a recording artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm talking about like big time recording artists. Uh, yeah, because I got uh, 10,000 likes over here. 10, 
That didn't translate into nothing. You understand what I'm saying? Now, stay with me here. Because sometimes we're making opportunity decisions and we're getting instant gratification and we don't understand that's setting us up. It's distracting us from purpose, okay? All right, stay with me. Just stay with me because it's going to take some strength to, to make some, some uh, crucial and unpopular decisions. Y'all remember that message, right? Yes. If not, you can go back and look it up. It's on video, right? And so sometimes we don't want to see purpose. Sometimes we're ignorant to purpose, okay? Sometimes we're ignorant to purpose, but sometimes we're negligent, right? Um, some of us are rolling in purpose. Very few of us are at this stage, but a lot of us are stuck in time. Right? Right? A lot of us are stuck in time. Ecclesiastes 3. Let's look at this real quick. Right? Again, we're talking about purpose. You know, so, and y'all want to know my purpose? You know, what's my purpose? Uh, I'm doing stuff. Why am I not fulfilled? Like the gentleman that's a, a, a great uh, friend of mine, but allowed me to mentor him through college, uh, won a state championship, won a national championship and won, and, and won the Super Bowl. And after he won the Super Bowl, I said, is it what you thought it was, was going to be? He was like, no. Not, not I've told the story before, but it, it'll fit here. And I said, well, why not? He says, it's just, I thought it would be exhilarating. I'd be in awe. He says, but you, know, you got people complaining because they didn't get the stats they wanted, this, that, and the other. He says, it just wasn't what I thought it was. Because Super Bowls, national championships, um, State championships, those are wonderful achievements. It's training you to be an achiever. Please achieve those things. But those are platforms for purpose. Those are not purpose. And we can mistake platforms for purpose. We'll get into that too. But let's go Ecclesiastes 3. We'll start here at verse 1. Right? It says, to everything there is a season. Right? Seasons change, correct? Our subject or has to submit to change, correct? So everything in our life, there's seasons. So whatever you're doing, you can marry it if you want to. It could be a wonderful opportunity, but guess what? It's subject to change, right? Amen. Right? What, you, what, what you're thrilled about is subject to change. We, 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 we talk to people, we counsel people. Uh, you know, they're out there, you know, out there running. They had opportunities. They had athletic opportunities. They had business opportunities. Um, and everything seemed wonderful because you remember the message, the money point of view. Everything seemed wonderful. Why? Because money said it was okay. Right? And then time goes by and all of a sudden a child uh, goes through a health issue or a child goes through a mental issue or a child goes through uh, almost like they're abandoning everything that they believe they established. Because they were so busy... Uh, approving themselves based on money, they lost sight of the value of, of their home, right? See, purpose will keep you mindful of home. Opportunities will distract you from home, right? And then these things start to flare up and they become interruptions. Because see, because I'm, 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 I'm thirsty and I'm drinking for more gratification, more gratification, that'll be all right, that'll be all right. It gotta be all right because money says it's okay, Right? And then it gets worse and worse and worse money. Then now they need to use all the resources for what they neglected. Huh. Right? Okay, so just, just stay with me. So to everything there's a season. Look, look, look. And they what? A time. Now, now that's a message coming up too. We're going to talk about time uh, uh, coming up here in the next couple months. But a time to, to what? 
to every purpose under, under heaven. So everything in our lives, right, submits to seasons. But purpose has timing. There's a time for every purpose, right? So that's why sometimes we're stuck in time and missing timing, right? We're stuck in time, missing timing. A time for every purpose. Purpose has timing attached, right? This is the thing. Even, even when everything that's birthed, purpose is something that's birthed, has a timing to it. You know, when, when, when the women are pregnant, moms, uncles, or whatever, there's a, they give you a time when the child's going to come. And so why do people do, uh, what, you, what is it, uh, C-section? Is that what it is? Yeah. Or induce labor, stuff like that. Because if that child stays in that womb too long, the child and the mom could die. So there's a time to be in the womb, to, to be developed, to be nurtured, but then there's a time to be birthed. There's a time when you're birthed to be in a stage of preparation and development, right? To be nurtured, but there's a time when you got to birth yourself into maturity. That's, that's why... Uh, I'm, I'm skipping, but that's why there's stages to maturity even in the kingdom. You know, bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah is a real thing. It was, it's the time when now you got to take responsibility for your walk with God. I did something today, wasn't necessarily trying to be, you know, I just love people. So I went up to uh, Zamein, sat, sat next to him. And uh, Zamein, do me a favor, I need you to participate in worship today. I said, the game ain't going nowhere. When the back, uh, talk to the Kelly boys, these my, my buddies. I said, hey, guys, do me a favor. I need y'all to participate in worship today, right? I didn't tell them the game ain't going nowhere, you know. You know, they were receptive. You know, it wasn't, you know. Yeah. Zamain had to look like I was on this level. <laughs> and I think uh, 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 my buddy Carter probably had that look too. Austin just had the look of, all right. Carter had that look like, ah, I was kind of like at a look. I'm doing something right now, man. You're messing up my groove. You know what I'm saying? But what was I doing? See, see again, trying to get them calibrated because worship saturates. It, it, it marinates, right? There's a lot of flesh and there's a lot of our understanding in our mind that's, that's hardened on the surface. And so sometimes when God's pouring out, it's, it's uh, wisdom and insight and revelation. It's bouncing off, like, bouncing off us like bullets off a of Superman. But that worship, what it does, it marinates just like when you marinate that ground so that grass can grow and flourish. It, re- it releases something in them. So when they, even when the kids are in worship because they're not as layered as we are, when they're in that atmosphere, they, they, they have visions and dreams. So, so the Lord told me to make sure I tap them even though... I. I knew it was going to be some level. It wasn't no real resistance, but some level. Of, are we serious right now? Come on, man. Like, I got a particular time when I listen to you, and it ain't right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't about listening to me. It was about them hearing, hearing God. You still think I'm talking about the kids? So that's why even on Saturday night, man, don't be up to 2, 3, 4 in the morning. You're going to fall asleep. And you're going to get something. Your, your subconscious is still going to get something, but you're going to miss something too. Right? Yeah, prepare yourself to hear from God. 
You want to get out of this craziness? Hear from God. All right? We good? <laughs> so the children say, see, so there's a time to be born is what the scripture says and what? A time to die. There's a time for purpose to be birthed. And there's a time for these opportunities and these distractions to die. Guess what? That time is now. All right, why is this important? Let's go to Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13, right? I mean, because before we get into finding purpose, we have to have an understanding of purpose and its place in God's kingdom and why it has so much value and why it's been so uh, eluding to some of us and why the adversary works hard on distracting us from it. Uh, Proverbs 13, and we'll lock, he, lock in here. I'm in Proverbs 3. That's not going to help. All right, Proverbs 13, and we'll lock in on verse 12. Well, let's look at uh, 11 since we're here. It says, wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, right? It has a shelf life. But he that gathereth by labor in the kingdom, I'm adding that, shall increase. All right, it says, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. It says, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. See, purpose deferred makes the heart sick. And so what's happening is the adversary understands this, so he needs to delay purpose. He needs to create diversions and distractions. He needs to create what I call spiritual bribes. Offer you some candy, get you to jump on it so you lose sight of purpose, right? And he tries to catch us in moments when we're bored or, or when we're tired or when we're frustrated. Here, take this. Like even if you're on a diet, the only time you're going to eat something crazy is when you feel funky, right? You know, I got a new diet. I'm going to have a new diet. Well, how come you don't stay on the diet? You get bored, don't you? And when you get bored, your default starts to what? Eat that ice cream, cookie, whatever, right? Because you, you need some immediate satisfaction now. You think, right? And so you, you do the immediate satisfaction, but you never just taste the immediate satisfaction, right? Right? Come on now. Come on, people. <laughs> right? You get crazy with it, right? Right? You just like, it's not just a cookie. Yeah, you know, I just need just a little taste. You know, I'm on this. I look, well, you know, two won't hurt. Well, listen, I can start this thing tomorrow. Right? And Y'all feel me, right? Same thing with the word, right? I so, so, so some of us have shifting from, shifted from doing purpose to doing time. We've shifted. Me and my wife was having a conversation, and we were talking about how uh, I said some people, you know, because we know some people are going through things, and they started out well, prosperous and stuff like that, but the prosperity, again, was a diversion. They relaxed because money said it was okay. They relaxed in the things of God. So even when purpose was calling, and men and women of God, we're going to talk about this too, came around and spoke things in their lives, they heard it in the moment, but they never acted on it. Well, Scripture says, uh, don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer of the word. Mm -hmm. It says the person that hears a word 
and doesn't do it is the person that beholds himself in the mirror. Sees, because when that word comes, it's showing you who you really are. Because you were distracted from that, right? Caught up in lust, money, or whatever, right? So it's showing you who you are. You see who you are, the scripture says the person goes his way, not the way that was spoken in their lives. And forget what manner man he was. Lose sight of what was spoken in their life about purpose. Purpose was dancing and triggered. The gifts were stirring and jumping around, right? In that moment. But they didn't act. They didn't, they wasn't that diligent in what they heard as they was in their default and their habits of distraction, okay? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah all right. So, you know, that's, that's James, right? You know, James chapter one. Um, all right, so... See, doing time, when you get caught up in the doing time, that's a result of a purpose deficiency. When you have a purpose deficiency, you'll find yourself just doing time. Uh, I saw the movie Hurricane. Uh, Denzel Washington played Her- Reuben Hurricane Carter. Uh, uh, he was a, a professional boxer, a champion out of Patterson, New Jersey. And so uh, when he was young, he was in trouble, and the cops couldn't catch him. So the cop never let it go. So what he did was try to figure out a way to set him up. Because the more he elevated to become a champion and was making all his money, the cop's like, man, this kid was a thug. Now he's prospering, you know, and I'm going paycheck to paycheck. And so, so, so the envy had him set him up. And he got locked up unfairly. And so he's locked up. So his wife came to visit him. He says, I don't need you coming here. She was like, well, why not? I'm just trying to support you. She said, he said, I can't do the time with you coming. See, because you're reminding me of what comforts me. But to do this time and to keep my mind, I got to be locked in. See, sometimes we're doing time too long when we're supposed to be doing purpose. And doing time depresses us in our inner man. So all of a sudden, you got a funky attitude. You come in God's house, you can't even respond to worship. Can't even lift your hands. You're just going through the motions. You done, lost, you done forgot how to smile and how to engage. But I noticed, I noticed something. <laughs> I noticed something. When God blesses your life, all of a sudden, hey, how you doing? Hey, are you doing good today? Good to see you today. Man, God good, ain't he? Ain't he? Ain't he? Sis, sis, God is good. Hey, what you, you need something? You need, I got you. I got, no, I'll take care of that for you. I take, don't even worry about it. Why? Because God's moving in your life, right? Right? Yeah. Amen. That merry heart do good like a medicine, right? Amen. But what happened when the funk happened yeah. or the kids trip, well. right? Amen. Somebody asked you to do something. I don't know if I got time for that right now. Like, what you want? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what you want? Are they calling again? <laughs> Tell you what, I, listen, listen. I don't know if we should answer. They might want some. <laughs> but when you bless, I'll answer the call. Mm-hmm. Where, are you? Where are you with Jesus? All of a sudden, now, now you're evangelizing. <laughs> Where are you with Jesus? Lord in your life. Amen. You want to be blessed like me? You might want the Lord in your life. Right? You see, you see the difference? Oh, yeah. But see, when you're doing time, you flow different, don't you? Right? Yeah. right? You, flow, you flow real different. And then you got these excuses for your stoic-looking self, right? You got all these little angles. Now, all of a sudden, you can't talk to nobody. But if you're so happy in what you're doing, it would show. You talk to everybody. And if you were doing the right thing, 
you will be making sure we do the right thing by sharing with us all your wisdom and knowledge of what you're doing. Right? If it ain't compromised and we all tripping, how come you ain't sharing it? How come you ain't taking the platform and sharing it? Why are you hiding it? You see how I just got quiet? See right? So think about it. If it really is all that, if it's so, one guy, I, I, you know, I would talk to him about coming to church. This is in another state. I know you're going to see this. And uh, so, so I just kept, hey, man, you know, he said, man, I'm going to come to your church. I said, cool, no problem. Then, uh, you know, we, do, we, had, we were uh, administrative staff working um, at, at these group homes. So I said, hey, man, hey, we're having this such and such service tonight. Now, we're at the job. And I just, you know, kind of, you know, casually, hey, man, hey, hey, we're having such and such tonight, man, if you want to come out. And I start walking. He said, man, if I want to go to your church, I'll go to your church, man. You don't have to keep telling me about the church. Now, this is why everybody's what. Okay. I said, my bad. I said, listen, if you're fulfilled and happy in your life with what you're doing, forgive me. I said, actually, I thought you wanted to come to the church. But I don't want to get it to get in the way of your fulfillment if you're already fulfilled. And I just went about my business. Now, y'all know that was sarcasm, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 sarcasm. <laughs> but that's how I respond to anybody that's coming at me. If you're fulfilled in your life, Far be it for me to get in the way. Do your thing. <laughs> you know why I can do that? Because I know you're not fulfilled. Right? Right? God is the fulfiller, right? And so, so this, 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 this doing time depressing our inner man, this hidden depression is purpose calling. See, see, when you start feeling that, purpose is like, are we serious right now? You're doing this now. That's what we're doing now? Oh, we drinking now. Okay. You ain't even going to see me. Oh, we smoking now. Okay, you're going to confuse me with 17 other things. Okay. Oh, we chasing her? Oh, I'm probably not even going to be on the market. Oh, you actually going to start that? Well, by the time you do all that it takes to think you're going to build that and realize it's not worth all your effort, you done used up all the time that you could have been using to be in position to be prepared for me. Are we doing that again and again and again? Oh, you gonna hide over there? Really? We hide now? Are we serious right now? You just gonna hide over there? Oh, you're gonna pretend that if you hide and you go, I'm done, it's over? Oh no, I'm still here. And when you come up out of the funk and get tired of hiding, I'm gonna be here. Now the adversary is going to try to intimidate you with, oh, no, you still got to prepare for me. Now you're going to be like, well, I don't waste so much time. I'm so behind. It's too late now. Then you're going to try to manipulate and rush me. Why don't you just embrace me? Purpose of saying just, like, can we do this? You're like, like, I don't know if I can do it. I never said you can do it. What I said was you do, you're designed to do it. That's the purpose of saying. You're designed to do it. Apart from God, you can do nothing anyway. I'm, I'm screaming at you so you run to God. Not so you run to your mind. Run to your hands. Run to your compromise, but you run to God. Purpose is demanding that you get in God's face. Right? So anyway... 
that, that's, that hidden depression is purpose calling. See, so doing purpose demands obedience. We're not supposed to be doing time. We're supposed to be doing purpose. Doing purpose demands obedience. You know what's on the other side of that obedience? Fulfillment. Because a lot of times we're tired of watching other people doing stuff. Like we do stuff and it's successful, but... But it seems like every level of success when you're doing stuff, especially an opportunity, you're going to find somebody doing more. Right? Every level you, like, you think, once I get that, I'm going to be good. There's things we're doing now we thought we'd never be doing. Still ain't enough, is it? <laughs> then, then, on the other side of you doing it, you got to deal with these folk. Right? But if you were doing purpose, folk would have to deal with you. <laughs> Ooh. All right, so, 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 doing purpose demands obedience. Fulfillment's on the other side of that. Obedience doesn't wear you down. Compliance and compromise does. Obedience don't wear you down. Compliance and compromise does. See, just like doing purpose demands obedience, Doing time demands compliance and compromise. When I'm doing time, I'm just going to comply and compromise to get around it. I'm going to justify, come up with excuses, pretend I'm enjoying myself when I'm unhappy. You know, you see the situations where the persons uh, took their life and everybody goes, I just don't understand. They seem so happy. Man, they just threw away a wonderful career. Man, I would have loved to be in their situation. No, you would have loved to be in what you saw. Their situation is what facilitated them thinking it was okay to take their lives. They lost sight of purpose, right? That hope deferred made the heart sick. And then they got stuck in time and they started doing, so, so now they're like, I got to get out of this now. I got to get this. I need instant relief. You know, like them cookies we talked about earlier? I ain't forget about the cookies. Are you eating them cookies? I need instant relief. I'm going to compromise my diet. I'm going to compromise my focus. I'm going to compromise what I was purposed to do, right? Now, I said cookies because I'm trying to be nice. Do I need to get specific? Because we know some of y'all are doing more than cookies, right? Right? Give me some amens before I start prophesying. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom. The gifts is in operation today. <laughs> Call you up here and start talking about your whole life. Don't play. All right, so, so this is the thing. People die in the complacency of accomplishments, right? And so because they're doing time. And so they have all these accomplishments, right? And, and so it, it tells them they can be complacent, right? But, but the accomplishments were necessarily... Okay, it's what you could do, not what you was purposed to do. You know, there's some things we can do. Now, despite popular belief, you know, I think from the young level until my adult ages, you'll have different reviews. But despite popular belief, I actually can play basketball. Now, if anybody around here has been around me, they'll tell you, right? Uh, Sabrina and and, and Marcus with no game did like this, so I don't know. You got to consider your sources, right? So despite probably belief, I, you know, I mean, um, John, I can play basketball, right? I mean, yeah, John, John, 
But John only know me since my 30s. He ain't even seen me in New Jersey, right? But he's seen me play some uh, pretty wonderful games, all right? I said that to say what? I can play basketball. I'm purposeful what I do now. I spend a lot of time with basketball, right? I travel with a semi-pro team. I played against this person, that person, this person in the NBA, that person in the NBA. All these little diff- these different things. Uh, people would give me achievement. You know, you score certain points or such and such. Said, Yo, I played against such and such. Uh, uh, There's a sportscaster's now, but he was drafted number four in the NBA. I'm not going to say names. But he's watching the game. He's telling my son, man, your dad is out here killing him. Guess what? I ain't got no money for that. You know, I, I got money for the semi-pro team. Peanuts. You get to stay in a hotel, you eat for free, and they give you a couple dollars. That's what Semi-Pro is, right? And you're traveling all these different places because you ain't in purpose, so you need as many distractions as possible. No, I played here. I played against this person. You keep telling yourself stuff, but guess what? You're still not fulfilling purpose. Okay, so I'll tell you this too. Uh, So I've been on TV. So I've been on TV. I've been on, you know, I was invited on the show. Uh, it was called A Matter of Concern. I was on the show. Uh, then uh, some, some things shifted. I met another guy. He asked me to be on the show. So he did a segment with me um, and how I am. So he did a segment with me and an athlete. I won't say the particular segment. So then he enjoyed it so much. He says, well, could I do another segment with you? He could have picked the athlete, big time athlete. He said, I knew another second. So what I did was somebody that was working with me in another area of ministry, I brought them into the interview. So now he's interviewing both of us. He, it got so good. He says, oh, I want to do another segment with you. So then I, fa- I found another area of ministry I was doing, found somebody working with me and brought them into the interview. He just wanted me. He enjoyed that. And he said, well, could we do another? Se-? He just was like, and, and so now I'm, I'm submitting to a church. So I went to the pastor. I said, listen, this is even before the, because it was three segments, four to three segments. I said, listen, man, I said, because uh, uh, there was a segment I did with him. And I said, listen, the guy just asked me to do three segments. I, just, I said, but you the pastor, you know, if you don't want me to do it, I won't do it. I said, but trust me, I didn't, I didn't ask him nothing. I didn't jockey for position. I'm not like that, that anyway. I said, and he said, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I can say specifically what he said, if it, it didn't come across. Well, I'll say it, because um, y'all, y'all need all the information. So he says, well, you wouldn't normally do this, but it's okay, right? So I did the third segment. God wanted me to do another segment. But by the time I went there, the pastor was like, oh, no, I think we're going to have such and such do uh, a segment on what they do. So I didn't do the fourth segment. Well, the guy didn't do it no more. Because he didn't want nobody else. He wanted me. So, so, so I've just, 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 I'm saying something. I've been on TV. So what? Y'all don't even know. Y'all didn't even know until I told you. You see what I'm saying? Like, if I didn't mention it, it'd be like, you know, it'd be good. You'd be good for TV. Right? You know, you just kind of give, give me advice and stuff. But I've been on TV. That wasn't the only time they did a segment on, um, uh, before uh, Ohio State football game. It was, it was sweet. Actually, the guy is, uh, 
uh, uh, Ray, Ray Crawford. He's moved up. He used to just do like, you know, different segments, but he's big time now. Um, and uh, even Christy Watts, uh, she does something with the 700 Club now, but she was big time on a show. But uh, Ray Crawford interviewed us, and they had this segment. Then it says, uh, the Buckeyes. And then it said, uh, but they find their power from a higher source, right? And it showed us praying and doing the Bible study clips and stuff like that. So, so God was highlighted before the game, right? Right? And, you know, you know, you know, TV, they had all the little background and everything, you know. Oh, they had all that, you know, all that going on. And then they showed clips of our interview. So, so guess what? You didn't know about that, did you? Keep it real, you probably really don't care. But this is my whole point. I didn't, look, what'd that do? I, it wasn't a bad thing because that one highlighted. All of them highlighted God. If, if, I'm, if I'm on anything, they're going to have to just cut up the whole thing because I'm going to be talking about God the whole time. I ain't going to say it one time so they can cut that out and then share everything else. And I'll just be talking about God all the time. My point is this. Those are nice things, but if I just, yeah, you know, <laughs> what's up, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the news the other day. Check it out when you get a chance. All right, bro? All right. Sis, how you doing? What's happening? Yeah, yeah, I'm on a couple of shows. Check that out when you can. You know, you might want to see how I roll, you know. God, you know, I'm in demand, kind of, you know, kind of in demand. It don't, it don't make no difference. Right? Am I in purpose? Right? Now, now you can be in purpose to be on TV. Y'all didn't mean, I hope y'all didn't take that as don't be on TV. Right? So TV, uh, uh, actually, uh, we're both, we, we, I know I'm coming out with the book, but we're in a book, right? Uh, was it uh, Stories of Faith? With a bunch of authors from around the world. Huh? Yeah. We in that book too? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is, is there's been so many different things as we've been growing in life. And I'm, I'm, I'm probably skipping so many opportunities, things unheard of. Now, I've done um, a chapel with the Blue Jackets. That's a, I didn't play hockey in my life. That's a professional hockey team. You know, obviously, y'all know about the Buckeyes. Uh, there's some other uh, pro football teams and stuff like that. Guess what? You didn't know about it, and you don't. Well, you probably care from a ministry standpoint, but this is my point. I appreciate those things, but none of them stop me from locking in on purpose. That's my point. None of them got me complacent in my accomplishments. Because we're going to find ourselves still talking about our accomplishments and not fulfilling purpose. And every time, every time purpose is calling, we're going to mention an accomplishment. Oh, no, I participated in such and such. You know, I was a part of building a Bible study at Capital University, part of building a Bible study at Ohio State University. Guess what? That, y'all ain't coming to church for that. You sometimes I can mention that a thousand times. That ain't, that, people ain't going to just run through the doors. Oh, what? You did that? Here I come. You're somebody now. No. If I be lifted, I'll draw them in under me. So, so, so we got to fulfill purpose. That's, that's my point. Um, and this is the thing. So a lot of times in a lot of things we've done, we've paid so much 
But, but the price we were supposed to be paying was for purpose. We endure so much. We go through so much. We, you know, some of these mishaps and betrayals, we've been abused in relationships because we're not playing off a purpose. At, some, at a certain point, we, we, don't, we forget all about fulfilling purpose in a fulfilling relationship. And we just sell them for companionship. See, I was nice. I could have said just selling for lust or sex, but I just said companionship. Wasn't that, that was pretty nice of me, what, don't you think? Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Episode. Right? Um, see, one of the things I realized this is, and I, and I shared this a long time ago, but I'm going to share this, and then I'm going to talk about doing time and then get into some scripture here. A lot of times when it's time for purpose, we show up with our uh, compliance investment. I've complied. You know, my tenure at the job is 25 years. So every time purpose is calling, hey, hey, I've been there 25 years. What, what? Or, or I took care of my great uncle for 15 straight years. So we'll show up with, we, we, got, we whip out our badge. <laughs> And, and, and we feel entitled to have this, this not purpose investment, but this bad investment cashed in as our qualifications for approved purpose. So, we, so, so because we've done so much time and it cost us so much, so we go, surely God's about this poor purpose on me. And God goes, you can't make up your own qualifications for my design. And that's what our, that, and we're frustrated because we don't realize you don't just get, like, like you don't get purpose by proximity or longevity. You get it by obedience. Amen. Having the readiness what? To avenge what? All disobedience. When what? When your obedience is fulfilled. So I'm ready to recognize the obedience that I need to fulfill to make sure I get in line with purpose, right? And see, so, and I get out of just doing time. Because doing time, you notice something, it changes our countenance from joy to wait. We flow totally different when we're doing time. It's all over us. That's what the, the envy, the snapping. Now, some of y'all be snapping. Y'all know y'all be snapping, right? Okay, y'all want me to tell you which ones y'all snapping? <laughs> she over there, nah, that's cool. That's all right. I just take your word for it, brother. <laughs> right? Well, and, 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 and that is because we've been doing time. And you want to get that off you. Like, can nobody find you, your favor, the people that's connected to prosper you, uh, the, the, the fulfilling relationships? If you're already prospering, because I know some of y'all, I'm good. Are you? They can't find you because you ain't you. You weighing all this other weight, and people can't see you. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. This is, this is, listen, Keith means secure. Outside of what my name means, I've grown to be secure. You know why? Because I locked into God, and I'm only about trying to please his purpose. So you can tell me anything you want. You can shine something in front of my face. You can dog me out to say, aha, you ain't got this. I'm good because I'm in purpose with God. You can show up and do something I can't do. I'm okay with releasing you to do it. You know why? Because I'm, 
I'm in God. Like, you don't take nothing from me to do what you're designed to do. But some of us get uncomfortable when somebody else is doing more than we're doing or have more than we have. Right? That same person is messing up relationships because the person in the relationship is going to be doing more than you have at times. That same person is messing up relationships because they're hungry and thirsty. And so in a relationship, they're, they're not... Where's your joy? Where's your countenance? Did you know people flow different in relationships? We flow better when, we, when we're in fulfillment. All right, babe, I understand. You probably just looking at it that way. That's fulfillment. Hungry and thirsty? Excuse me? What was that? Wait, wait, hold, hold, hold. Oh, so what you trying to say? Wait, wait, wait. You just didn't think about me. Right? You know, she, you know, you know she's a vibrant person, so uh, she speaks, people speak. Right? If I'm not fulfilled, did you just smile at him? You better fix that smile. You weren't, listen, put some rags on, go out of here. Don't get dressed up. I don't need no drawing, no attention. <laughs> you know, that, don't put the red lipstick on. That's, you know, you're too light for that. Put that ugly, uh, I'm not, uh, somebody might wear that, so I'm not gonna say. <laughs> Almost slipped, but I didn't, right? So, so, so what am I saying? I'm saying like, even as you're waiting for relationships, you're going to throw it away. You're going to throw it away because you're not secure in purpose. When, when, I, when I moved to upstate New York, Westchester County, when I was growing in Newark, it might not be like this now. I'm just saying growing up, I, I would try to work on my game and stuff. Man, why are you running? Would you think you're going pro? Like, it's almost like I always got a hard time. I went to upstate New York, and people were like, why aren't you playing pro? Do you know who you just played against? I mean, why don't you do this? Trying to figure out situations to assist me. You know why? Westchester County is one of the richest counties in the nation. People doing their thing. You know, Huggy Bear and them live up there. Calvin Klein's ranch is up that way. Right? So they're doing their thing, so they're like, do your thing. Aren't you supposed to be doing your thing? So, so nobody's thirsty so they're not irritable when you do stuff. You don't get into a relationship and worry about losing a relationship. Oh, you didn't call me. You ain't worried about that because you're saying, if this fool was stupid enough not to call me, then they must don't know what they have. You see what I'm saying? That's a whole other philosophy. Same thing as we grow church. If somebody is, God sent them here and they lose their focus and leave, Hey, what am I supposed to do? I don't think we're bad. I know we're not a bad place, and I know we love people. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Babe, 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 let's change the whole ministry for them. No, are you kidding? I'm, I'm doing fulfilling what God told me to do. You see what I'm saying? So it don't make a difference how it looks. We're going to be consistent and obedient. You can do that in relationships. You can do that in your life. You cannot keep getting distracted because you're in purpose. You, some, of, some of us are doing the same thing for years and ain't got no return on it. But we're still doing it. And not knowing it's distracting us for purpose, okay? All right, so, so, <laughs> so, so we say this, this doing time changes our countenance from joy to wait. And first, first Samuel 16, 7, I'm going to give you the scripture. It says, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on, his, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. 
It says, for the Lord seeth not as a man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Look, there were people called up that they wanted to give the purpose to. He says, don't look on his countenance. I refused him. He ain't been true in his entire life. He's just been compliant and conforming. That was all the sons but David. He says, I look on the heart. David, his heart has been connected to me. He's been waiting on the Lord. He's been of good courage. It's strengthened his heart to fulfill purpose. I know that because David wrote that in Psalm 27, 14. He said, I would have fainted, given up, compromised, sold out, found distractions, unless I believe to see the goodness of the Lord, what I'm supposed to do in the land of the living. That's verse 13, Psalm 27, 13. So, 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 see, David was chosen because David was ready in his heart. His heart was ready. I'm going to tell you, I believe Keith has been given opportunities because of his heart. Like, 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 God knows I believe him. I don't care how it looks. That helps me to stay consistent. I don't care what the distractions are. I don't care the numbers. I don't care the, the, the criticisms. I know what God has shown me. And, and nothing's distracting me from that. Funky attitudes, faces, people talking about me. Talk all you want. You don't know I got somebody that's more valuable than what you say. God. That's why we keep trying to get you to fight the sea and get locked into God. Stop this mess. Like, be consistent with God, right? So, so, so because it'll help. Like our, and you can tell your countenance is carrying weight. It's all over you. Fulfillment is not, not all over your face. Concern, worry, confusion, despair, and depression is all over your face. So you're sitting there talking to me with an attitude like, well, like you're going to prove Compromise can help you. Who does that? Who, who proves this funk that they're in is going to be to their benefit? That's when people talk. I'm like, are we having this conversation right now? My only job is to help you. Your only job is to prove me wrong so you can stay in compromise? What's wrong with that picture? Yours is not a benefit to you or me. Mine is a, is a benefit to you. It's not about me. Who's tripping? It ain't Keith. All right, so. And even if you notice something in Genesis 4, 5, and 6, it says, uh, it says Cain compromised. He didn't operate in what he was purposed to do. God gave him something, and he gave him what it took to offer, and he's supposed to give his first fruits. He gave leftovers. It says, but under Cain and to his offering, Genesis 4, 5, and 6. I'm trying to speed it up a little bit so we're not here all day. Because we're going to talk about this next couple of weeks. It says, but Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. God didn't honor. He's like, you didn't give me you. You didn't give me your best. It says, and Cain was, look, he was very wroth. Look, and his countenance fell. 
See, when we're in compromise and compliance, our countenance falls. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? He says, all you have to do is repent and get right back in line with fulfilling your purpose. What's the, what's the big deal? Why are you overreacting? We had this conversation in Bible, Bible school. Uh, now, I was sharing, we had a conversation. Actually, y'all was sitting in those seats right there with the Andersons. And Mr. Anderson, we locked in on a conversation with him. So it was a four-hour conversation. And, you know, at the end of the conversation, he said this publicly, but he said uh, he felt beat up. So I, so I, didn't, I didn't get defensive. I said, I said, what you concluded with, you could have answered that the first five minutes. It would have been a five-minute conversation. Same thing with Cain. You went through all this when all you had to do was, you know, I was trying to get over, man. I just figured, you know, I get. So basically all I needed to do was what my brother did. Cool, no problem. I repent. Going forward, I'm going to give my best. We done. We don't even have that story. We don't have murder. We don't have nothing. You see what I'm saying? Same thing with us. We don't have to kill our dreams and kill our purpose when we just take responsibility for where we are, make the adjustments, calibrate to God. We don't have to keep excusing our compromise. Some of us have done some, some dirty stuff, dirty lustful stuff, dirty compromise stuff. You heard me say some of us, right? You heard us, right? You heard us? You know, because somebody's going to flip it in. He told me, I said, some of us. I, listen, I have did some. But you know what? Once I realize there's nothing I've done that's greater than God's ability to forgive me, I repent. Now, 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 not just say forgive me and then have actions and God takes it from there. And he treats me as if I didn't do it. And he gives me what he wanted me to have as if I deserve it. <laughs> Are you kidding? We got the greatest plan in the world. But we stay stuck in time and keep making excuses, fighting against wisdom and knowledge, justifying compromise, and we're not fulfilled. Like we're not. We wouldn't have to be so uh, uh, greedy for all these other things that are not healthy for us if we was fulfilled. So it's just easy to see, okay? Y'all still with me? Now, now, the scripture says, the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. So that means, for, so for me to get back in purpose, get back in line, lay off the weight, I got to get back in God's presence so now I can take on his countenance. Give up, give up my compromise and take on his countenance. See, most, most of us are lost to purpose. As we were talking about early in, uh, well, we didn't talk about it early, we, we, we talked about a, a James, seeing yourself and forget what man or man you were. But some of us are lost. We're looking through a glass dark that we only see in part. Um, let's, let's look at 1 Corinthians 13. And, and, and yeah, I heard that scripture. Well, if you go by what Zipporah was talking about earlier today, uh, by now you should be able to quote it then. You know, my wife was telling me she's uh, pretty much master quoting Psalm 91. And so what I said was, I said, I got to go back to, you know, going back through it. Because I used to, I could pray it, add me in it, and go through the whole thing. Same thing with Psalm 27. Why? Because I read it every, I read, well, it's a list of things I read every day, which some people have picked up on and they're reading them. But I read them things over and over and over to a point where 
it was like a default. I just go through Psalm 23, Psalm 27, Psalm 91, Psalm 19. You know, uh, I can go through Romans 8. You know what I'm saying? Like I could, I could just go through it because I read it so much. First Corinthians 13. I read, just read it, read it over and over and over. And so repetitious information, authoritative voices in your environment, which is, uh, shapes your worldview. And so since we're trying to shape our worldview to purpose, and since God is the one that gave us the purpose, we might want to harmonize with him, right? All right, so 1 Corinthians 13, you had time to get there. And I'm going to read it out of Amplified because I love this version. Uh, classic Amplified. It says, for now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim or blurred reflection of reality. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. I didn't say 12. I didn't. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. I apologize. All right, my bad. All right, I'll start over. I'm reading the Amplified, classic Amplified. It says, for now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a, now we're looking in a mirror that, only, that gives only a dim or blurred reflection of reality as in a riddle or an enigma. That's how purpose seems a lot of times, right? A riddle or enigma, trying to figure it out. Um, it says, but then, and so this is how we are in, in a lot of our states now. Right, but, but the goal is for us to evolve, right? To be transformed, not conformed. If we're conformed, we're gonna stay in a riddle or an enigma of reality. The reality is, the, you know, even the truth, the truth shall make you free. Truth means final reality, right? Finished product, what you're purposed for, right? Does that make, that make sense? And so if I stay conformed, I'm going to stay riddled and in an enigma. I'm going to, my life is going to be a roller coaster ride. It says, but then when perfections, maturity, completion comes, it says we shall see in reality face to face. So, so we'll see clearly. Like coming out of the shower, you see a fog. When it, when it clears, you see face to face. You see reality, right? It says, now I know in part when I'm in conformity, compromise, now I know in part or imperfectly, immaturely. It says, but then I shall know and understand fully, not understand partly, fully and clearly. That's important. Even in the same manner as I've been fully and clearly known and understood by God. Amen. Clearly known and understood by God means he designed us fearfully and wonderfully made for a purpose. When I embrace reality, I know clearly and have a full understanding that's not a riddle or enigma what I was sent here and purposed for. Clearly, right? I'm not going to find that out if I'm not going to stay locked into the purpose guy. Amen. Like I'm not going to find that out in all these other uh, all this other counsel. That's why the scripture says, you, you quoted it, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Right? Our delight is supposed to be in the law of the Lord. That's the counsel we're supposed to get. Romans 8 says to be carnally minded, carnally counseled is death. All this carnality, all these TV shows, all these reality shows, all this music is counseling you. It's constantly speaking to you. Amen. It's telling you break up to make up, and you keep doing it. 
But it told you that's a game for fools. <laughs> I know. That's the song, you know. That's the song. Yeah, I should slip that in. Stylistic. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it says it, right? Yeah. Right? You, you got, you're constantly being count. Like, we wear what they say wear. Yeah, like, we're paying. Like, people are wearing. I'm going to say it. Uh, what's, what's, the, what's the, it's not, well, slides too, but what's the other things? Uh, Crocs. Okay, so Crocs are popular. Remember, you can get them for $5. But these kids are paying $50, $60 for the same shoes. Now, the interesting thing is, what people don't understand is most of these things destroy your arches. Once your arches break down, you, have, you can pop your Achilles, have all types of stuff. You can affect everything. But, you, but we walking around. Man, I, 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 I seen kids on the court with, with, with Crocs, you know, because it's cool. But it's not healthy. These Crocs are going to send me a, 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 some type of email or something like that. But I have a pair of Crocs. I don't be sporting those things. We go to a pool or something. I'm like, what, are you serious? I said that to say what? We're just doing stuff because of the counsel we're getting. They, I mean, they, 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 have sho- they have shoes in stores start at $500. I'm 60. Those shoes cost $50. What made them advance to $500? Oh, it's appreciation. Same leather. Actually, no, it's not the same leather. It's cheaper. So, so why is it worth so much? Because it's popular. It could be ugly, but it's popular. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, man, a guy walked into the, 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 I go to a place where I can get stuff altered to fit me. They send stuff to this place all over the world. Guy walks in, he says, this guy's got to be like, like my age or, or, you know, with all these white guy. So he walks in, he says, uh, so, so, so I got some pants, I want you to make them skinnier, right? And so I heard him, but I really didn't pay any mind. He walks out, there's some crushed velvet with a gold uh, sparkly sprinkles weaved in all through the pants, and he's... He's, you know, he's not in shape, big upper body with a gut, and he's saying, no, no, I want to make him spin. So she had him, and so when they, when they alter your pants, they're either going to have them just over your toe and hanging a little bit, or they'll bring them up a little bit, right? He said, no, 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 I want them higher. He said, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> you should see the pants. I was like, is he, like, does he perform in a circus? Okay. I'm trying, I know that's a little bit of diversion. I said that to say, why, why was that okay? It's okay because it's popular. Like, when, when are we going to get back to who we are? What we like? What fulfills us? Fulfillment. When are we going to play off of that? See, purpose is operating in that word we just talked about, perfection. Maturity, complete, completion. That perfection is, is, is spiritual maturity. So purpose is operating in the, uh, in the perfection of God's design. Right? Purpose is operating in the perfection of God's design, the, the, the completeness of God's design. Anything outside of God's design is compromise. 
right? And, and, and that perfection is spiritual maturity. I'm mature in the spirit, but I don't see in part, right? Look, look, I'll give you a couple of scriptures here, but Hebrews 13. That's way down there. Okay. Hebrews 13. Because as we talk through this, we're going to, uh, actually, we're spending time talking about what is purpose, but hopefully we come out of here and we, we're recalibrated to purpose. You know, I, I've been hearing it my entire career as a minister, just trying to find my purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. People doing some achievable things. That's just, I just feel like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, and that's not crazy. Those kids that I said didn't go to school, they didn't go to school. Cause they, and one kid, uh, the barber said, so what do you want to do? He said, I don't know. He's done, he's done graduating. He don't know. Because it's why I arrested those young men and said, hey, just tap into worship. Because sometimes uh, uh, youth and kids are ignored until it's time for them to graduate. And the goal is just to get them to graduate. Maybe you want them to go to college or this, that, and the other. But they could have been hearing from God the whole time and lining their life up with purpose. So now you find kids are, are graduating, they're depressed. So now they go out there and they, they, you know, either they join a gang, which is not purpose, or they get caught up in a lot of different types of crimes and stuff like that because they're thirsty to be somebody, but their somebody is in purpose. But since nobody's talking to them about purpose, they go, well, let me try this. But, but they get stuck in something that they never wanted to do and never believe they did. You know, how many times, you know, you got arranged marriages with some of us in our life. How many times you've been in a situation where somebody says, well, this is best for you. So you do it and then you're stuck. Right? You know, I was in some relationships. I'm, I'm walking with the fellas one day in college. And it's like, uh, have you thought about uh, being with such and such? I was like, no, nah, not really. Well, I mean, what, you, you tripping, man? A father got a diamond company? Man. She nice, she just that another, and I wasn't with nobody. I was like, okay. And I got stuck in a relationship for a couple of years in college. Like, ah, I shouldn't have said that, but it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Um, well, I wasn't supposed to be in that relationship, and that person wasn't supposed to be with me. So I, I, I ended up hurting the person because I didn't know how to be in, a, in that relationship because I wasn't designed to be in it. Not like they were of no value, but there was somebody purpose to be with them that would have valued them and appreciated them. It wasn't Keith. You see what I'm saying? But why did I do it? I did it based on what? The counsel of people that wasn't guiding me in the purpose, but they wasn't guiding me. They, they wasn't trying to guide me in or away from it. They were just talking. Right? That was the influence at the time. Where I tell you to go? Hebrews? Hebrews 13 and verse 20. It says, now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of everlasting covenant. Look, this same God that did all that with Jesus, that, that gave Christ for us, make you perfect. Look, in every good work, look, to do his will. What he's purposed you to do. Working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. How? Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Right? The scripture talks about 
in Hebrews 2, readying us for special purposes, right? Since we're in Hebrews, let's look at Hebrews 2, and then we'll close out. I think I want to do that next week. We won't do that now. I'll just I'll just leave it at the special purposes, you know, because the scripture talks about you know we shall do great exploits. That's special purposes. So so the scripture says we're uh, peculiar people, special, royal priesthood, right? To do special things, right? And so the goal is for us to lock in on what those things is. So we'll talk about how to quickly recognize those things next week um, and how to recognize the breadcrumbs along the way. Like we'll get into some of the things that's been right in front of our face, but sometimes it's hard for us to see as we continue next week in finding purpose, okay? Just wanted to wet our whistle today. Let's stand on your feet. That's all for today.